Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy Grody, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind the scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves. And of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of what does being fit mean to you? My guest today is a cancer thriver and an integrative health provider. With 20 years experience in the holistic medicine world, she combines her love of Chinese medicine, acupuncture skills, and yoga to help you take action with your health and wellness. From sports medicine to fertility work to helping women face the journey of breast cancer, she brings both heart and humor no matter the challenge. Please welcome Allie Treby. Hi, that was so nice. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming. I'm so excited to, to talk to you, like I said. Never before have I had someone with acupuncture, direct experience, Chinese medicine. I'm deeply interested. Cool. Um, I've had I've had guests come on and talk about their experiences with acupuncture and how much they love it. I have never had it. I'm trying to think. No, I haven't. I've had I've done dry needling, which I know is different. <laughs> which we I won't know, get me on my soapbox. Which on I that. know is yeah. oh, no. I want. I want. I know it's different. But um, similar, you, you've experienced I've expe having needles, needles treatment. in my skin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And how it's like completely painless. Yeah. Unless, unless with the dry needling, they hit you somewhere where like you need right. it to hit. And then it's it, it, there's like a discomfort associated with it, but it's not really a painful. It's not a pain. It almost yeah. feels like an electric current sort yeah. of situation, Yeah, which is interesting to talk about like energy. Right. Right. Flow right. Of right. the body. Because I'm sure you're going to ask me that. How Which does it work? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, it's actually surprising to me that we haven't had, I haven't had someone on to talk about this yet after, you know, two and a half years or that I haven't done it because I really am into it. Okay. Like I want to know yeah. more about it. We should have done a treatment before this then. Oh. We'll do a treatment oh, my at gosh. some point for and, sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we'll get into it. But I think the second reason I'm really excited for this conversation too is I feel you have a lot of different stories to share your wellness journey, your yoga journey, your cancer journey. There yes. seems to be a lot there. There's some layers. And yeah. I and I want it and I really do want to hear it all. And I'm sure some okay. of it's like interwoven and, and overlapping and, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to let you like start where you think is the best place oh, to kind geez. of talk about, you know, how you got into this practice, what was interesting to you about it, yoga, cancer, just just okay. I'm going to let you run. Oh, I'm going to jump in. But all right, all right. well, I mean, I guess the start would be how did I get into the yeah. this um, profession? My undergrad was in psychology. I went to school at St. Louis U. Mm. And um, my last year in school, I was doing yoga and I was um, had met somebody who did meditation workshops for inner city kids in St. Louis. Oh, and yeah. so he asked me if I wanted to come and assist him. So I went, I went one day and was like, he had all the kids lay down, did this guided meditation with them, then sat them in a circle and did sort of a group therapy session with them. And I was just blown away by yeah. this experience in that these kids who were 
I mean, just came from all kinds of crazy backgrounds right. where we were able to sit in the space and share these really sort of painful stories and be very vulnerable and open with each other. And it's like, if you put this kid in front of a traditional psychologist, they would not do yeah. this. Oh like, God, I'm sure that's so powerful. Yeah. To, and to I was like, what that. is, whatever just you did here is amazing. And I want, I want to know more about this. And like never in any of our psych classes was anything, you know, meditation, anything Eastern medicine wise was never talked about. I, there was like a little other chapter in the back of one of my books sure. that sort of mentioned some of this yes, stuff. And it's like, like a footnote. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> so this person actually was like, you should move to California and, and like go tip your toe in the water out there because uh -huh. that's where it's all happening. So yes. this was in, the land of the woo woo. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so 1999, I moved after I, um, I graduated mm -hmm. and was in St. Louis a little bit longer. And then I moved, moved to California, moved to San Diego and did a holistic health practitioner program. Oh, nice. And um, just as a way to like, what is like I, an I, introduction? I no idea. To, yeah. yeah. Um, and one of the modules of that was Chinese medicine. And it was sort of just that like light bulb moment too, where you're like, what, this is, how do I not, I've this never even known. Sense. Yeah. And yeah. it, the layers of it, the way it looks at the, um, the like spiritual component to it, to the physical and how they're all interwoven, the emotional aspect, psychological, um, how that those directly impact our health. And yeah. it just was like, this makes so much sense. Yeah. So um, when I finished that, I was... And what does that look like, that study? Is it like classroom? Is it like this, this was, yeah, it was, it was classroom. There was, um, majority of the program was different massage techniques. And then this was just like a Chinese medicine sort okay. of introductory module of it. So cool. we had energy work, massage work. Th those were, yeah, in yeah, classroom type of setting. So when I finished that, um, I was working, I was doing massage for a chiropractor and it's like, all right, I, I'm ready to go to graduate school now. Am I going to go like to psych to get my psych master's in psych or am I going to go all in on this Eastern medicine thing? Yeah. And there's a really good Chinese medicine school in San Diego and kind of floated it around with my parents. And they're like, I think you know which way you should go right. with this. So, yeah. yeah. So I got my master's in Chinese medicine and graduated in oh what year was that dates aren't important these days know, yeah <laughs> sometime, sometime in the in early, early 2000s yeah. <laughs> yeah um and that that program was amazing and it was um so the chinese medicine program it's a master's degree so that if you didn't have any western science classes in your undergrad you have you have to take a lot of yeah like, um biochem and anatomy physiology oh and shit like they're serious and yeah, yeah. So that's about a third of the program. And then a um, third of the program is the acupuncture Chinese medicine theory. And then a third of the program is the Chinese herbology. So it's a four-year program, pretty intensive, but it was wow. amazing. And then I did a, a study in China with one of my teachers. He would take a group every spring. And mm -hmm. so I was there for a month and got to be in a hospital setting there and um, observe and act, do needling and stuff like that. And so in this may be a stupid question but in china do they have they have like western medicine yes, as well yes yes and western medicine is revered it really is now okay it's, it, but really china has this like they they want to be like the they want to be right yes they want so be all their like traditional stuff just like is happening everywhere is like sort of fall into the side and, okay but they have these huge chinese medicine hospitals i was gonna say they like, still exist though yeah yeah and it 
And there's, you know, little practitioners all over the place, but they have full standing hospitals, inpatient, outpatient hospitals. Wow. So a lot of the people are like, um, either people who still live in rural communities yes. that are sick will come in uh -huh. and still go to the Chinese medicine places, um, or it's people who have tried other things and right. they, they're they just go, looking they for finally go back to yeah. what they, yeah. Um, but the setting there was crazy. You'd, I did a pediatric round, so you'd have the doctor behind the desk, translator, maybe an assistant, then like one or two Americans, the parents of the kid, the grandparents of the kid, oh. the doorway would be open. There'd be like the next six patients all huddled around the door. It, Watching. It was just, yeah, yeah. Just no, no HIPAA. <laughs> oh my just, God. So that was... Um, it was just a really neat experience, but they have it set up by herbal medicine. So if you're a pediatric department, you come in, you give the doctor what's going on with the kid. They write a prescription formula. You go down to the first floor where the dispensary is. They decoct your formula. They give you like a little sun-kissed pouch with your herbs to drink. You take them for three days, come back, see oh the doctor gosh. again. So it's like the way people here do herbs is just so watered down compared to what it's really and how it's intended to be used and yeah. how it's used there and They're unfortunately like making you just, tinctures and tonics yes for sure for by your prescription like prescription as written by your doctor not just like go to whole foods and pick up some yeah whatever right echinacea yeah yeah <laughs> i've been on so, a big echinacea garlic garlic yeah. pill kick lately. Yeah, yeah if i feel like the faintest i don't know weird feeling about me I'm like garlic pills, echinacea. Yeah, yeah. Echinacea. I'm a huge garlic fan. <laughs> yeah. My kids, we were, they, I just brought it up the other day. They're like, remember every Sunday we used to have garlic with our pancake in the morning? I'm like, oh I know. I we heard, do that again. I heard somewhere about garlic, I think on a Joe Rogan podcast from someone somewhere, uh -huh. and I bought the garlic pills. And so now I don't even really know what, what is it. Is very, it has very strong antiviral yes. and antibacterial yes. Yes. properties. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. That's so what it, I thought. But if, if you can't tolerate it raw, you you can do capsules and you if you cook it if you chop it up and let it rest for like five to ten minutes uh -huh. before you cook it it still remains active so you can if you can't do raw garlic yeah nice no i love garlic yeah. on like any yeah any situation yeah so so yeah that was china um <laughs> Right cool. down. This is yeah, like roots, roots and yes, blend yeah, it and yeah. brew it in a tea. Yeah. So when I was in school, I really I wanted to have a herbal pharmacy. I I loved the herbal stuff so much. It was just like the way the herbs work together synergistically is like really the magic of how it works so well. Yeah, um, I mean you're literally like creating medicine yeah. just based on what's coming out of the earth. Yeah, and that like the texts that date back you know almost two thousand years on these these formulas and how they work and it's it's a really is amazing it's a very different language of how you describe the physiology of the body it's yeah. in these terms of chinese medicine but it it works well i mean i saw in china um one of our rounds was with the doctor that treated diabetes and she was saving gangrene limbs with herbal infusions it was what? insane and like picture after picture of it and you're like i that's crazy that wow these people would have an amputation, yeah, like in a second in the U.S. and they were like reversing it. So, um, right, it's like you, yeah. You, I mean, I don't know anyone that could deny something like that. Yeah. It's just it is. So, what do you think is the is the like general consensus now of like you need Western medicine for some things? Yes, but 
I think Western medicine is amazing at emergency care. Right. Like it, you are in a trauma car yes, accident. Yeah. You need stitched. Yes. You need put back together. And uh, like my my case of what I went through with my health, there are cases where there's medicines that are really great at what they do in acute settings. I think chronic disease is where it falls flat. You know, mm -hmm. they, they really, it's really not treating chronic disease very well. And mm -hmm. there's, that's why there has been such a huge shift in people like wanting something else because yep. people with hypertension and diabetes and di uh, chronic digestive issues, they're not getting better. Right, 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 right. Cause it's almost like you're just continually treating the symptom yeah. versus finding what's, what's going on. Going why on. is this, why is this person's body so out of whack and right. why is this happening? Right. And, um, I, I do think more and more, I mean, millions and millions of dollars are going into now alternative medicine yeah. treatment. So right. obviously people are aware of it, but it, um, you know, there's, I would, I would never say anything bad about Western medicine. Yeah. I, it's a, yeah. amazing. Right. There's a, it just right. of course. has its place and, I feel like if you are sick and especially like chronically sick, you're why wouldn't you try to find anything, no matter what it is, right. that's going to like help you get your body back to a normal state because like right. something's up. And I think that that it is hard for people to find those people to help them. Yeah, it's it's not accessible yet. Right. And, you know, I. A lot of times, like for in my practice, I'll get someone with a really complex case, and if I can't figure it out, I at least have some like strings of resources that mm -hmm. I can pull to to say, like, can you could you see this person? Because I'm not sure, you know, I didn't get it far enough, and I'm not sure what to do next. Like, yeah, I can't yeah. do labs, but like yeah. uh, going into now we have functional medicine doctors, and I, you know, being able to pull labs into it to give you more information, right? But more data. Um, I don't think the general population has any access to people who are going to do more for them. Than no, write I mean, you a prescription for you. Have, I mean, antidepressants is a common medicine for IBS now. And it's like, yeah, wait. I know. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to just think like what something I was just talking to someone like someone that I know, like face to face. I didn't just hear this somewhere and they were prescribed antidepressants for some Oh, I cannot even yeah. think. Some, some issue like, that you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. Why did you go? What? It's crazy. It's like the fallback medication for like, eh, we don't do, really know what's wrong with you. So what, or do why, they, how to fix it. Like, is it, I is don't it know. then they're just like taking you out of your reality enough to be like, don't worry about what's not working. I don't well know. I don't, you. I don't get the theory on it, but. I, I, rem I remember recently, like my aunt was convinced my grandma had dementia and for all the listeners, Grandma Katie, she was like convinced that she, my aunt thought she had dementia. So they went to the doctor. She got brain scans. She got everything done. They're like, no, she, she doesn't have dementia yet. Like, yes, she's getting older. Is she getting forgetful? Whatever. Like, yes, that that's kind of a, a part of it. You know, if it's come to a point where she's can't get home on her own or, you know, right. like, like those things, like then maybe you'd be worried. And my aunt was just so convinced. And so had her get on antidepressants and I'm like, I, I was if they were like insisting that she I doesn't was outraged you know yeah. my, and it was at a time my grandma was like yeah I am feeling a little bit sad my <laughs> friends my friends, friends are all dying my friends are all dying yeah. and I you know my one friend that I had 
moved away and she was the one I would go walking with and like I don't right. have a social I'm like and then she ended up like going to workout classes and feeling fantastic and like having a social circle yeah. again I'm like yeah that's what you we, need yeah, yeah that's what yeah. you needed to do right. and like yeah you're right she was sad for a little bit yeah you're allowed to be sad right, <laughs> right. we don't have to blanket every emotion anymore yeah and, and cover them up and that's that's a huge I was like I was outraged when I heard I was like yeah and and she didn't yeah anyways so talk about a soapbox right. <laughs> but i mean and with that being said too always important to say that some people hugely benefit from being on antidepressants and like, yes for sure like yes. that's not yeah. that's not what we're yeah. saying i'm not i'm not at all anti-medication but 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 i think ibs i mean come right. on <laughs> and your point that uh, emotions do need to be felt and we do live in sort of a a culture of like yeah you know, no, no 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 i don't want to feel don't be uncomfortable yeah 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 for sure for sure a and what are what are these what are people's real anxieties that they struggle with that they feel like they're not allowed to like parts of themselves they aren't really allowed to express which mm -hmm. causes so much of that disharmony yeah and leads to so many health issues yes. and that's like in chinese medicine that's a huge huge causative factor of disease external factors and emotions those are basically your two factors wow. external being the environment the food we eat the air we breathe yeah and the second being emotions and wow. restrained constriction uh repression of emotions is a huge it, yes. it's like one of the biggest causes of illness in chinese medicine i mean you to me that's so without understanding anything going on in in the body physiology anything that makes sense to me because we know that if i know how much better i feel when i talk about something that's bothering me and i release it so right. if am i the opposite of pushing it down and suppressing it right if it feels good to get it out right. it must not be right. good well, to keep it, it in and that can be like a you know a little argument you have with someone or it could be like think like how many people have grown up with this is what i'm supposed to do with my life mm -hmm. and this is the path i'm supposed to lead and then mm -hmm. they get on it and they're like this isn't really what i want to do but i can't this is a part of me i just can't yeah i i don't i think a lot of people go into this sort of blindly doing the life path that they're yeah. supposed supposed to quote do right and they don't really give themselves the the honor like what do you actually want to do with your life oh and yeah that that gets repressed and i think that causes a lot of anxieties in people when they it's like they're not totally in line with their their self yeah and what would what in chinese medicine like how would they identify that like if you're not in like acting in true alignment with who you are like what is how do they talk about that? um there there's a couple patterns there's one very common pattern it's related so the the liver in chinese medicine is what keeps all of our energy moving nice and circulating well okay. so um a image they like to use is our our energy should move through the body like a willow tree just very okay. like fluid ebb and flow you know we can handle stress because we're just really fluid um, but when we hold emotions down we start to get this repressed energy the stagnation of our energy and so things are not moving nice and calm so yes. then when stress comes our way we get agitated easily yes 
Uh, we can get irritable. Sounds like you're describing me perfectly. <laughs> I got it. So yeah. that's kind of our, our liver cheese stagnation. And then the other probably big one would be the way the heart gets affected. The heart is more the emotion of either joy or sadness. And so repression of, of sadness can lead to an inability to really experience joy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so those people will be more of that, uh, like a have more anxiety issues or... Um, restlessness, yeah. difficulty sleeping, um, and just not quite have their like spark. Of yeah. Like their no life. pep in their step. Yeah. Yeah. And just how do they, how do they know that? How do they, how can they tell that? How do you diagnose it? Yeah. Uh, basically. So when you go in for a treatment, you're doing, um, the practitioner does a intake, which is going through, there's like 10 main questions you okay. go through that, um, I mean, it could be like, what? tell me about your sleeping pattern, your okay. eating pattern, um, bathroom, digestion, yeah. all these things. And you're, you're painting kind of, it's called a pattern diagnosis. So okay. every organ in Chinese medicine has its uh, physiology. That's like, this is how, this is what the liver does. This is what the heart does. And based on your pattern diagnosis, you can, you pull out little fragments. Like if you said, um, yeah, I have trouble falling asleep at night yes. and... I have floaters in my vision and I have this anxiety uh-huh. and that's going to lead me towards more of a heart, heart mm-hmm. issue. If you say I wake up every night at 3 a.m. I, yes, I'm irritable. I have a lot of PMS symptoms. Like uh-huh. then I'm going to say, all right, that's more of a liver type person. Okay. So you're pulling out symptoms like that to go with what you know about how each organ functions. Yeah. And then we have, uh, we do pulse and tongue as part of the diagnosis too. So for me, because I'm not a pulse master, I use pulse kind of as a confirmatory to what I think is going on. But okay. then, um, so we have each organ has a pulse position. Uh-huh. And um, so when you feel the pulse, you have three fingers at the pulse. You're feeling for like where it hits your fingers, how deep it is, okay. how big the vessel is, how the blood's flowing through the vessel. And each each uh, finger is a different organ, so it kind of tells you like how things are moving through. Oh each my gosh! Organ so system. after we're done recording, can you look at my yeah. pulses and tell me what's yeah. wrong with me? <laughs> I don't feel like anything's wrong with me right now. So be well, and, yeah, and then you have like your pretty typical normal pulse that mm-hmm. could be like slightly. Oh, it's a little rapid. Right. Or, oh, right. it's a, but it's not. It's not like oh geez. There's an issue that yeah. we need to address. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the tongue being the only muscle of the body we can see, it gives us a lot about how fluids are being metabolized. Oh, and wow. Like, I never even thought yeah. about that. Yeah. Isn't that kind of cool? Yeah. <laughs> so the color of the tongue, uh, if it has the scalloped like edges on the side uh-huh. from like rubbing against your teeth, um, how, I'm, like, feeling my how dry my or wet out. it is. <laughs> <laughs> so that can tell you that's sort of another piece of di- diagnostics. So so interesting yeah Yeah. so then you basically you build your treatment plan based on what you what your um pattern diagnosis is you know if it's going to the emotional stuff if we're talking about anxiety person if that ends up being more of a depressive the heart issue then you're going to be treating by tonifying the heart and calming the mind that's your treatment plan Mm -hmm. and so you're picking points (laughs) on the body that that's the every point there's over 300 points every point has a specific point function oh so wow. you're you're choosing okay. points um that are gonna achieve your treatment plan goals yeah okay okay interesting so every organ let me back that up i guess every organ has a uh, acupuncture meridian that's that circulates energy around the body and every so 
like your heart channel starts at the armpit, comes down the inner surface of the arm, forearm to the wrist, and then down to the the nail of the pinky finger. Mm. So that's your heart channel. So if you're doing points, you want to tonify the heart, you're yes. going to be choosing points on the heart channel. Got it. Yeah. Yes. That will do that. Wow. Okay. So when, uh, okay, I'm going to wait because I might get a little, get a, get a little ahead okay. of myself. So you come back from China, right? Yeah, or oh, yeah, like yeah. on your story. No, no, no. I <laughs> got, I from China. pick you right back yes. up. Um, so when was it where you were like, this is going to be a career for me? Um, or like, when did you start working in it? I started working right after I graduated. My mm -hmm. daughter was born the day I graduated. Uh huh. She came 10 days early, so I couldn't go to my graduation. Oh. I was like, thanks. <laughs> I'll like never let about you before. forget this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my life just changed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I started working in San Diego. I had uh, two mentor teachers that had a really amazing clinic in San Diego. So I worked uh, with them for the, that year in San Diego. Mm -hmm. uh, one did pediatrics, one did women's health. So I, um, that was really what I wanted to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, primarily. So then I moved here um, in 2007 yep. and really still wanted to do women's health and pediatrics and uh -huh. realized very quickly that no one in Cincinnati was going to be sending their kids to no. acupuncture. Uh -uh. Or no, like, I can tell you that okay. right now. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> probably not going to work so well in 2007. Point. And um, in 2007, there was no herbal medicine was not part of our licensure in Ohio. So I, I think I'd mentioned that I thought I, I really wanted to be an herbalist. Like yeah. I just loved it. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I can't, I couldn't legally practice, practice herbs. Yeah. The law has since changed. But, um, so I, it, it seemed to me like a pro profession that I could do. I could have kids, I could have my own practice. I could manage it myself and not yeah. be, and, and have that autonomy. Yeah. Sort of a life. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I knew right away that it was uh, something that would always be part of my life, just uh -huh. the way the medicine is designed. And it just resonates with my personal beliefs yeah. and that there is uh, more of a connection to a source outside of us that is not, you know, it's not just limited to this physical body. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. and that that was, I think, the biggest draw to me was yeah. that part of it. Yeah, I, I like that, too. And the idea that it's not as simple as just what's happening in a physical form. Like we don't think of ourselves that way. You know, right. that's not like how our conscious exists right. that like right. I'm just a physical right. body right. like in our mind. Right. Right. Like, shit is complicated right. and hard and weird. So right. like, why wouldn't the whole, your whole essence like act that right. way? Right. You know? Why is it not connected? Why have they been yeah. treated as separate entities? Yeah. 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 So it's really interesting. Yeah. So, um, how did you, you know, how does the yoga story come into play? The cancer story? How, what's all that what's um, going on there? So, yeah, then, so I, I've like dabbled in yoga since college and then have, have you ever done yoga? I love yoga. Okay. Have, you, have you ever done a Kundalini yoga class? I don't think okay. so. It's, it's a different kind of format. Right. It's usually, um, so there's a, there's a place in Montgomery that was doing it and I, a psychic actually told me to go to that class. Okay. I was amazing. Like, all right. I'm going to go. And fell it's, in love with it. You do poses that prepare you for a meditation. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yep. I, I've heard about, and I and I may have done one, like done a class sometime in my, you know, decade plus of yeah. like practicing yoga, but I not the one that's like very. Oftentimes, a teacher will be wearing a like a white turban. Okay, then no. Yeah, but they they usually have something on their head. 
covering. Um, so without going too deep into Kundalini as a whole, uh, whole but that um, I did that for about a year and was just it was like oh, I found my home because I loved that. That to me was the purpose of yoga was to prepare yourself for meditation. It's yes. like you move the body so that you can comfortably be in yes. meditation. Yes. And the the have you ever had a like gong? used mm -hmm. in a mm -hmm. so the end of it would always be like a gong session and the first time I was like there's no way that that is what's making that noise and like I had to like do the peach shavasana peek yeah. around I'm like oh <laughs> that's it um but so I, I it sort of like reconnected me to being in a yoga practice again and but it still was very like I just went to yoga class it wasn't really you weren't seeing it wasn't like meshing into in my life, life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um and then I'm trying to think of the year again, 2015, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, I came, uh, someone I know was posting, they were in another city. They went to this booty yoga class, B-U-T-I, yeah. not yeah. booty. Yeah, and right. uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, that, like whatever she wrote about, it, I was like, that sounds really cool, but there's no one here that teaches it. So uh -huh. I had, I did like a online free week and I was like, this is I don't know. I've been stuck ever since. Yeah. With it. I just love it. it because it, it is more dynamic. So mm -hmm. we move away from the very yin kundalini yoga, which yes. is like, you know, the meditative side, which is so beautiful. And then this was like the complete yang side of yoga for me, where it was, it's very dynamic. There's, Energetic. Yeah, yeah. Very high energy, really moving shit around. Yeah. And the girl that created it, she was like, we, you have to integrate some kind of spiral, um, into the movement because all that kundalini energy and in kundalini they do do a lot of spiral is really rooted in our pelvis and mm -hmm. we have so much stagnation in our pelvis mm -hmm. which i could attest to all day long in my practice do you think it's because people sit all the, all the time yeah and so she's like you you have to bring in the she sort of coined it the spiral structure technique of like really doing a lot of the hip spiraling to open up that and hip energy. spiraling is like kind of like hip circles yeah that and we're like thinking? yeah yeah twists or have no? you done like uh, like pure bar does a little bit of it but yeah circling so like you're being down dog but you're be circling your oh, hips oh yeah i love so it's I like a like very a deep connection to yes. the inner core muscles that in order to do it and it it really does move a lot of stagnant energy and the booty term means like to find what is hidden inside because mm -hmm. it's like how to how to help people release this like stored sort of stagnant That's energy. Amazing. Yeah. I love to do that with my hips when I'm in like um cat or cow yeah like like wagging your tail oh kind of my thing. god yeah. that is yeah. like that's it yeah. for me yeah I need to do like yeah. several times a day to yeah. take a break and do that and I'm like oh yeah because you're sitting so all good. the time I just actually got a standing desk Eric when yeah. he so to really quickly it's kind of how we had this connection was Dr. Eric Navi with the hormone function movement lab and he was over like the week between Christmas and New Year's. We were ch chatting and he said that like going forward in his practice before he is prescribing movement or any kind of treatment plan, he's telling every single person to, to get, get a standing, a standing yeah. desk. So I got one. So I've been using it for like a week now, which has been, I think, helpful for sure. Are but you working from home? Yeah, I work yeah, from home. And that's probably why he, it's like unnecessary because you, you could easily just sink into your... Oh, I know couch all day yeah i know and, but but and before like i would be wrecked from an eight hour day of work where i'm just like oh my god i can't yeah. move my neck yeah. i can't move my back like you know it's bad for you yeah yeah so this i'm hoping is gonna 
help yeah. that a little yeah. bit. So then you just got to do your hip spiral. Yeah, I can do a hip spiral when I'm standing there. <laughs> yeah. So we get we just get the stagnant energy that's just like hanging out. Yeah, in the and pelvis. then you get a lot of you know. Um, like fertility issues and things like that, or oh, bowel issues. You can get so much. Yeah, I was going to ask, what is what happens when we have? Because okay, it just sounds bad. Stagnant, stagnant energy. energy. It doesn't yeah. sound yeah. like it's good. Things are not moving. Going to be moving well. And we're not, we want and that we're willow not, tree. And our, yeah, we want our yes. willow tree, and like yeah. our 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 mind is not going to feel alert and alive and fresh, and mm-hmm. um, because we're kind of half stuck. Things are yes. just not. Yeah. Feeling fully alive and you want your blood circulation. Your blood has to nourish your brain. You want everything moving and mm-hmm. making everything. Yeah. Alive. Yes. Just alive. Yeah. So the, the booty yoga uh-huh. that is like, and how I, I have not taken it, but I, have, and that's the other thing I was going to tell you, I wanted to do, a, I want to do a class with you. Oh like yeah. Get a few friends and we'll, I'll yes. do a class. Oh my God. You. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I really, I really want to do this because, so do you know, um, hi-fi yoga up in Mason, Tommy? I don't know them. I feel like Lori, I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. So they have like some booty yoga classes. Oh, do they? Okay. Yes. Ah. And whenever I would go, they were like one of my favorite yoga studios. Okay. But they're in Mason. So it's 30 minutes yeah. away. So like I don't yeah. get up there that often. I love you guys. I miss you very much. But, <laughs> and they were always like, you got to come. You yeah. got to come. You got to come. And they're like, come after you take this hot yoga right. class. And I'm like, You're no. Fine. I'm yeah. <laughs> it's like I see these. It's yeah. very energetic. It's almost like dance-ish. Yeah. yeah. Like you yeah. are cardio-based. Yeah. Kind it, of. it like yeah. depends obviously on the teacher. I am, I like walk a fine line of some people get like super dancey with it. I, I, I'll get a cardio burst. You always yeah. want to like kind of hit a cardio burst. That's the other part of it is yeah. like you're cardio burst and then bring it down into a stretch cardio burst bring it oh, down I into a stretch that. so you're kind of going up and down yeah. with it um no i really want i really want yeah to it's it so out. fun and the music's usually pretty high energy and yeah. just more Is fun it? and like you smile and yes. you're, you're not just it's not so like you have to be that and almost it's hard for me to go to a traditional mm. yoga class and like mm. it's so serious in here unless yeah. i'm going to <laughs> kundalini and it's like then you know we're in a yin state because we're preparing for this but like your traditional just wherever xyz yoga class it's like god you guys are all taking yourself way too serious in here like this is supposed to be enjoyable too like we're you can smile while you do this yeah totally i love a yoga class that there's some creativity behind the movement where it's like the sequence kind of flows into the other and, and you kind of you know, you do it enough times where you know what's coming next. And so then yeah. you can just like really get into it. And it's almost like a choreography. Yeah. The, That's what the, I really like. So the teaching for me, why I, I don't, I never wanted to be a yoga teacher. I got into it uh, just enjoying the mm-hmm. practice of it. And then it's like, I think I'm going to do a yoga teacher training because I just wanted to like get into it for my own practice. Like yeah. I want to explore a yoga 200 hour teacher training just so I can deepen my knowledge of it. Oh yeah. Um, and the booty part was just like a snippet of it as like, okay, if you're going to teach our kind of class, this is what you add to it. If you're going to just do a vinyasana class, this is, you know, how you put a class together. Um, and I, but I, I don't think I've ever collected a dollar for teaching a class because I don't want to, it's not something I want to do. I just want like, I just want to share it. Be like, Hey friends, who wants to come, to my studio That's on Sunday and so we'll do great. a class. Yeah. 
but what it does for me is I don't plan. I have a playlist. I don't plan it. It just I'm on the mat. I do the class, and we just oh, like, like start spontaneous. Yeah, thing. and for oh, wow. me, who needs to like always be like ten steps ahead, planning mm. to a fault. It's like I feel that. Just I don't know what's gonna happen, and it's the such a good exercise for my brain to just let go, let go. and not worry about it. And if I freeze in the middle of it, I freeze in the middle of it. But then and no like, one knows. Uh, and You're then the I yeah, I can yeah. like make a joke, and then we yeah. keep going. It's fine. Um, that that's really what I, I. It's for my own selfish reason. That's what I love about. And I have a few friends through COVID who would still be like, if you still want to like get together Sunday for class, I'd love like, it. Well, I got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it just, it, it's a really good practice for me to yeah. let go and oh, just that's be great. in the moment and that's do it. Great. Yeah. I'm yeah. absolutely taking you up on that offer. Yeah, I'm gonna, for sure. I really want to yeah. do it. Okay. That's fun. So then how so does that was the, yoga? Yeah. So then what, so I'd signed up for the yoga teacher training at like December of 2016. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I think it was starting in April mm-hmm. and then January of 2017 was when my, the cancer popped up in my life and casually yeah. popped up. Yeah. just casually popped up one night when I was, so literally I was falling asleep one night. My hand was just like laying yes, on my chest sure. and I was like, huh, that feels weird. So that, does that feel like that anywhere else? I was like, no, it doesn't. I was like, that's got to just be like. You're like, oh, it's a swollen limb. Yeah. Node. Yeah. Or like sure. I'm thinking, you know, before my period, like my yeah. breast would feel a little yeah, lumpy and yeah. tender. And I was like, it doesn't feel like that. But so this is like a, this is Saturday. And then Sunday I made two of my friends feel it. Yes. And they're like, hey, I don't know. Go 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 get that looked at. Right. You're like went yeah. to my mom and I was like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, all right, well. I was like, I, I'm calling my doctor in the morning. So Monday I went to my OBGYN. The nurse practitioner just wrote me a script for a mammogram. And I was like, are you, like, why are you being so serious right now? And she's like, you just need to go get that looked at. And I was like, I'm God, instantly I, crying. I and she's like, well, don't cry until we know what it is. I was like, well, I, I okay, okay. No, Easy for I, you to say. I had a situation at the gyno one time. And like my, my IUD wasn't staying in uh-huh. because it was the non-hormonal oh, one. Yeah. And it's bigger. And I haven't had kids yet so it, it was stayed in for four years i had no problem and then it moved and then we tried to put it in when, so they're Weird. like well, let's just do an ultrasound and they're like well, just to make sure your uterus is like properly sized and you don't have any tumors <laughs> i'm like, like oh, okay how about just you drop just that don't even say the word tumor <laughs> right right at all and like don't say it casually no like i'm not supposed to react <laughs> like yeah. you could just be like we're gonna get an ultrasound yeah, we just need to, to measure your uterus yeah. the end yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know it's crazy so i was like Okay, I just thought you were gonna tell me like, oh, it's just a cyst. You're fine. Go home. Yeah, right. So anyway, so the mammogram. T- yeah, and ultrasound, and um, the doctor who did all that was like, I, I, because of your, I was 42, I guess then. Just like I just think we should biopsy it. Just to, like I don't want to send you out the door. You look like biopsy. you're about 30. Oh. by the way. Thank you. <laughs> you, <look> <laughs> you just said that you were how old you were 42 at that. I time. think I was 42. Well, it was 2017. Yeah. Yeah. 41. Oh my gosh. Anyway. You look really young. You look great. Thank Must you. be all the herbs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it turned out to be cancer. And that was like uh, just words that never, ever. It was like I, that was not going to happen. That was not sure. something in my. You're like on this path, right? Yeah. You're like like I, I do all these healthy things. Like I do them to prevent having cancer. But no, that's a cool. <laughs> 
So there's a big like. How did you feel? Did you like have some identity crisis yeah, going on? For sure. Yeah. It was like I have to let go of everything I thought I knew. Like oh. I don't. There's no magic bullet of protecting yourself from this. And um, I don't like I fit, thought like I have really good genes. My yeah. grandparents and great grandparents that lived old. I This sure. is just not going to be in my world. Yeah. And so. Uh, yeah, like I, I remember leaving the doctor's office. So there's different kinds of breast cancer, which right. I didn't know this beforehand, but there's the hormonal driven, estrogen driven ones, okay, uh, progesterone, and then a HERS2 protein. And mine is called triple negative, where none of those factors influence the tumor growth. So they don't really know what the only treatment option they have for it is chemo because the other ones they use hormone blocking medications yeah. and can do surgery and sort of then depending on the stage of the those they won't do chemo on it but mine even though as a stage one cancer they're like chemo is the only like you have to do this yeah chemo is what we do for that and I was like well I'm not doing chemo and, and my <laughs> About a month beforehand, I was on a road trip with my best friend and was like, if I ever get cancer, man, I'm moving to China. There's no way I'm going to do chemo. And so here, I was like, man, God, why did I say that? Damn it, like, I can't <laughs> really move to China. Because they were doing IV herbal infusions and stuff in China that yeah. went from when I was back there. Um, so uh, what I did was went to my acupuncture Chinese medicine community. I was like, who's doing cancer? And yeah. someone... Who do I talk to? Yeah. And so I found this woman in Santa Monica who does integrative oncology. She's a Chinese medicine doctor, but has been doing it for like 30 years. Mm -hmm. So um, I, she, I used, she was my, like uh, my saint, my savior yeah. through this whole thing. Yeah. Um, I was like, I'm, I don't want to do the chemo. And she's like, I, so chemo is very good at killing cancer cells with your situation we don't have to completely just throw it out and say, no, there's a way to keep you really healthy through this process. Uh -huh. We have all of these tools we can use to mm -hmm. use in conjunction with the chemo. Mm -hmm. um, to like kind of offset what else the chemo yes, was going to the, the toxicity do. of the chemo yeah. and hopefully make it more effective at the same time too. Yeah. So it was like a partnership. Yes. Yeah. 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 And because, um, yeah, that initial time and being told it you're just like I don't I, I there's no way I'm gonna do this yeah. there's no way and right. so she kind of held my hand through that um almost giving me permission because for like being like but this is against everything I believe in about yeah. medicine and and health and how our bodies function right. how am I gonna do this let to myself my do this yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's sort of I would say permission she gave yeah. me to do it so um then finding my oncologist in Cincinnati that I used, I went to UC, uh -huh. um, Dr. Lauer, most amazing woman. She was my oncologist yeah. here. And she really gave me the space to incorporate the stuff that I wanted to do yeah, where other doctors that I had met with where I would ask them just simple things like, what do you suggest for diets for your patients? They'd be like, well, I mean, I would say, you know, if patients eat better, they probably do better, but it doesn't like, really how matter. How in and, the world is it not important what yeah. I'm putting in my body? Yeah, just not, no, <laughs> like, you would think you would have some kind of right, Give me that. a pamphlet. Yeah, yeah. something, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Dr. Lauer, I mean, 
any question I asked her before going in treatment, she would spend, you know, as much time as, as I needed yeah. answering it, but was like, will you be okay if I'm going to take all these, these herbs? And she's like, yeah, there's nothing on there that I feel strongly opposed to. If there is, we'll, you know, decide yes. as we go. And she kind of let me wiggle room my treatment a little bit where like I start, she let me start with a drug. I, did, I was trying to avoid using one of these drugs and she's like, okay, we'll start you on the other drug. We'll mm -hmm. see how you do if we don't need the other one. Lucky you. Yeah. If, so, um, and another part that I loved about her was the other, I was going to be starting my yoga teacher training yeah. and chemo basically at the same time. Oh, lovely. And that, uh, through two other doctors I talked to, they're like, no, you're going to have to just put that off for, there's no way you can do that at the same time. It's like, okay. Dr. Lowry asked her, I'm like, so I'm supposed to start this teacher training. And she's like, absolutely. We will just plan around it. We, we will make it amazing. This is not going to be your only thing in your life. Right, this, this, this is going to be a year of your life, but your whole life is still going to go on uh, while you're doing this. this I feel is, like that's the absolute best yeah. thing you can do for someone. Yeah. yeah. Like, let me still. And, and just like, we can schedule this however we need to. You don't have yeah. to just shut down and, and go live in your room for a year, you know? Right. So, so how exactly, uh, how does chemo work in terms of like you experiencing it so like do you have set times where you go and then what do you do do they give you I really yeah. know nothing yeah so you have typically they're done two weeks apart that's okay. it, it depends on the drug that you're receiving some are done weekly some Is are done every two weeks intravenous so I also in my stubbornness refuse to get a port so a port is when they put like a Oh, basically like, a little right. entry valve and here so they can just hike you up all the time yeah. yeah so it's like right under your skin this yeah. little like nub and it's like it's gonna be summer and i my and my you know i have two kids at this point too yeah. that are going through this with me i was like i just feel like if there's one less thing i can have i just it freaked me out yeah getting this port yeah and i had really great veins and like well oh, you're you. you'll probably be okay we'll you know see how it goes so right, had, you were like your veins could like collapse and stuff after use. Yeah, yeah. and they they're garbage now. But and I that's like in retrospect, I'm like, oh, I understand why they they get the they want port. the port. Yeah, and the for the nurses. So for me, they every time had to get an IV line started, mm -hmm. and at, I had a total of eight treatments. And by my last two, which the last two were the this really nasty drug that mm -hmm. is coined the Red Devil because it's so nasty. The nurse doing that one intravenously was like, she was like, sh just she, shake. She's like, this. You're, this, do you understand how stressful this is to do on someone? Because like, if this, if your vein blows or something, this is horrible. I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't like think about yeah, it from yeah. your perspective. Right, but I know. How do you know? So typically infusions are depending on the drug. Um, like I think the, the first drug I had maybe was, I would be there for about four hours or so. Okay. Four or five hours. And they put like Benadryl in your drug, in your IV too. So you have this like, there's a little kind of weird, like, yeah, high that goes on uh -huh. when like a drunkness stage yeah. where you're like, woo. Yeah. And yeah. then I, they, I was a, be on steroids for the next day and a half. So then you feel really good oh, for the do. next day and a half. Okay. And then I typically would have a sort of a crash day. Um, crash day meaning just like, a little like my brain wasn't firing quite mm. on all cylinders mm -hmm. and I would always take that day off work. That You'd was be like usually my tired only, too. Yeah, yeah. Tired and Lethargic. just like the first round I was really spacey. Mm. And so I was like, all right, I, I know now that my day four is just like Garbage. my mom would take my yeah. kids just yeah. to like give me the day to rest. And yeah. 
I was not like I was out and I would, I never had nausea. I never mm -hmm. was, but I took, I mean, the regimen of the stuff that I took during yes, it was your, the partnership with the yeah, Chinese medicine. Yeah. Yeah. So I had like curcumin was yeah, one. I, I mean, take that curcumin, um, vitamin C, vitamin D, um, and acetylcysteine, mm -hmm. um, mushrooms, yeah. um, astragalus is a Chinese herb for uh -huh. the immune system. I yeah. had a formula that, um, had a bunch of that and it was, a for my immune system. So when they check your white blood cells every time and if it goes below a certain number, you have to get a shot to increase your mm -hmm. white blood cell count. And I never needed that. And that was one of the things that my doctor was always like, I'm just always amazed at your white blood cell count because yeah. it never would drop down. And like, I You're like, guess it's from something going on here. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the stuff I'm taking. Another thing was I would um, try to eat, go into keto, the going into chemo. Oh, so interesting. this is, this is, pretty cool there's a doctor named uh walter longo have uh -huh. you heard of him no he has the longevity diet is a book that he wrote but he's been doing research on combining chemotherapy and fasting and he has his first human trial going on in italy right now um wow. where so the concept here is that if you get the body into a fasted state have you ever done any fast i have yeah I've so you're on. in in a fasted slash ketogenic state mm -hmm. um the body goes through a thing called autophagy where it kills off cells that are not functioning mm -hmm. well so mm -hmm. you're you're getting that effect but at the same time your healthy cells will stop replicating when they're in a fasted state mm -hmm. because they they know like we have to conserve energy right. now is not the time to replicate so healthy cells will stop replicating but what we know about cancer cells they never stop replicating yeah so then when you administer chemotherapy which is targeting cells that are replicating all your healthy cells have are have like gone dormant oh so but then, the cancer cells are still replicating so, so that like just targeting the yes, stuff. yes wow so it's, it's like a, a way, spotlight like, on the cancer yes shield your healthy wow yeah. so interesting so cool so i and that i didn't know that part of I, I was introduced to the people funding that research after I was done with treatment mm -hmm. so I didn't I only knew from my doctor in California like try to be ketogenic when you're going into treatment because yeah. there is some research on that that has been around for decades wow. why nobody talks about it I yeah. don't know but yeah. oh my gosh. so I would do that for about five days going into treatment and then for about three or four days after treatment because your your chemo is effective and the windows maybe five days of sort of actively yeah, happening yeah. in your body. And then I'd have like a week off and then do it again. But because I was doing my yoga teacher training, we would, as long as they were at least two weeks apart, it, uh -huh. it could be three weeks apart. It didn't, that didn't matter so much. Yeah. So I would just, we'd look at my schedule every month and when I had classes and that's amazing. we'd schedule around it. Yeah. And it really, it, it turned out to be probably one of the healthiest years of my life, weirdly, like where I, because so I was so weirdly. focused on yeah. self, like everything. I got acupuncture once a week. I got um, different massage things done. For I was sure. worked out still all the time. I have yeah. an amazing trainer who he, um, shout out to Josh. Um, he, shout out. I would go there like on a day where I was like, I got nothing in the tank mm -hmm. and he would lay me on the ground do a breathing exercises with me do just like something to like just get some movement going yeah. so that it would just feel a little bit better that day or it'd be a day of like I feel strong as hell let's let's you know I'd be deadlifting or whatever yeah. so just 
yeah, wherever I was. We That's could, incredible. Yeah. So it was a really the a very pivotal year for me in so many ways. It was that I like would never take it away. Yeah. And so then like at the end of the year of chemo, you're good? Uh, then I had a, I had a mastectomy oh. at, in um, September of that. So all of it was 2017. So uh -huh. my chemo started in March and then it ended in September. And then I had mastectomy, double mastectomy, which was a choice at the time. I was like, this is just what I have to do. I can't like go my whole life like Thinking constantly it could, feeling it like. could come yeah, back again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's a hard decision to make. Yeah. Yeah. But at, at that point, you're just like, all right, it's, I mean, I made a bunch of hard decisions. Let's just, right, let's right, just right, right, last right. one. Let's yeah, just get it done. Yeah, yeah. So I had that, and then I had reconstruction um, with that. So mm -hmm. that was all done probably by January of 2018. Mm. Yeah. So now I'm eight, let's see, 17, 18, 19, 20, three years out. Wow. Yeah, three years out from treatment. So. And triple negatives have a very high, their highest reoccurrence happens in the first two years after. So me clearing the two years was pretty good. Yeah. And yeah. I, and so now are you, this is incredible. I'm like my jaw. I wish <laughs> anyone could see me. I'm like, I just open mouthed over here. Do you now help other women that are going through a similar yeah, experience? I've had a lot of every, it's like, it's kind of crazy how many friends of friends, you yeah. know, I get to call all the time. Like, Hey, I, another mom at school I found out just got diagnosed would you talk to her and oh. some people want um more of the integrative work like what can I take sure. what can I do how yeah. you know kind of helping through that process some are just like I just emotional talk. support of yeah. just like my doctor's telling me I have to do this which I do the biggest thing I can try to tell people especially right after they get diagnosed is like you're not gonna die next month yeah. take your time yeah make sure you like your doctor make sure you guys are speaking the same language make sure you feel comfortable with what they're telling you and yeah. not the I mean it's like panic driven messages as soon as you're they're like right there they have you scheduled for I had was scheduled for port placement and an infusion before I was like even home from my first, the first doctor I even saw. I was yeah. like, wait, I'm like, like, whoa, whoa, there's the whoa, part where you're the like, brakes, I appreciate people. you moving fast <laughs> yeah, to like help like, me, but also you need, I need to so digest this. Yeah. yeah. And figure out what I want to, how I'm wrapping my head around this. So, mm -hmm. and, um, so yeah, I, I, I love, I love getting, being able to give back to people because I had my, you know, people who were, had already gone through it and yeah. were the people I reached out to that, you know, were friends of friends when I was going through it. So, um, and the, the woman that I worked with in California, I did a mentorship program with her mm -hmm. afterwards. She was like, I really want you to, to do my, to do a, this study with me because you've walked both sides yeah. of this now. Yeah. You, you coming wow. from the practitioner side, that's also been through it utilized all these things and you're on the other side of it and that's that's not not many people are in that position to be yeah. able to help people from that seat so that's where I am sort of in a shift of you know with Eric he's we've yeah. talked about this like you know my acupuncture practice I absolutely love it's been 14 15 years now yeah and it I I love my patient interaction mm -hmm. and I love the medicine but I would I feel like I need to reach out and be helping people in this yeah. um, oncology community too. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. That's incredible. So to kind of get back to the acupuncture a little bit more, 
Okay, so like, what exactly is it? You are rearranging the energy of yeah. the body with needles. You yes. explain it better. <laughs> <laughs> so um, probably the best way to explain it, which was this was written, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. Uh, this British practitioner studied in China for many, many years and kind of had the light bulb of why this is working. Mm-hmm is our fascia lines. So now everyone has kind of heard of fascia and the connective tissue. So you know that like for people listening, the skin on chicken, that Mm -hmm. that, like little thin, clear. So that's the fascia. But then you have those little white banded areas that are thicker. So that would be like where the fascia comes together. Okay. So the, the acupuncture lines are they've finally discovered that those are like where fascia bands are. And so, and fascia carries electromagnetic energy. So when you're putting the needle in to like this point on the wrist, put the needle, you insert the needle, you get a little twist on the needle. That's getting that fascia to kind of um, tighten around the needle. Uh You get a little twisting sensation on that. And that's going to send a message further down the connective tissue line so that's and that like if you follow the heart channel it actually does go and envelop the heart so there there it has more of an anatomical connection than was ever really understood Mm -hmm. before so right it's not just this like woo woo of like you're moving energy in the body like you're actually connecting yeah and so the the woo woo of you know what what acupuncture has always been understood as like yeah you're moving chi you're moving energy in the body and like what does that mean right and and when you're like in this practice of it you're like i accept that it is that because i see it do it yeah like i I see that when i put a point in the leg for to help someone's bowels weirdly their bowels regulate yeah I, i see that it's working yeah do i understand like the craziness of the body that yes. the body receives that message yeah. no but i know it's happening but you know it works and yeah. so this like empirical use of acupuncture is what why it's still around you mm-hmm. know three thousand years later because it has been working yes but do we fully understand it from a scientific perspective no but the body is so mysterious there's so right. much we don't understand exactly. so this um this development or discovery of the fascia lines was kind of a like, oh, like this is leading us to understand this a little bit better that we do have this messaging system that connects every single, every single part of our body is connected by this connective tissue. So yeah. yeah. So that's the, I can't wait to go back and and count how many times I said, wow, on this podcast. (laughs) Um, What do people come to you for? Like, what are the most common reasons people are coming and saying, you know, Hmm. I have irritable bowel, sleeping, like what is, what is, Um, or maybe like like top three? Well, probably the, like, I think most people know of it as a thing for pain. So any kind of pain syndrome stuff, I see a lot of low back and Uh, neck pain. Um, We're sitting all day. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And sports injury stuff. So then like circling back quickly to when I moved back to Cincinnati and I thought I wanted to do pediatrics and that didn't, (laughs) wasn't going to pan out real quick. (laughs) I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to have to treat pain is really what I'm going to be treating. So I went into more orthopedics and sports Mm -hmm. medicine and did um, continuing ed stuff with uh, one of my teachers who was a big sports medicine guy. So that that's kind of been the majority of my practice over the years. Yeah. And that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Just because people, especially 15 years ago, that's what people like before the world of dry needling, anybody talked about acupuncture, just knew of it for pain really. Yeah. Okay. Um, and And, and any kind of pain, 
they're like pretty much yeah so there's a saying in chinese medicine where there's pain there's stagnation so you have to open up the stagnation and okay. allow the free flow and the relieve the pain okay yeah i kind of have a little weird knee thing going on <laughs> that i'm trying to not acknowledge uh, and i'm just going to heal it with my mind you can do that too i, that, yeah. I know that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what i'm doing <laughs> um and then i would say i see a lot of women for infertility issues mm. um and they can be or or any kind of menstrual issues but the infertility can be either you know they don't want to do ivf or that yet or yeah they just have very regular cycles we can regulate a cycle pretty easily or if someone hasn't How had a period in that? five it's, it's the magic of the body oh like you gosh. give it a little bit of messaging and it responds it's so if, if they're coming and they're saying i don't have regular cycles you can you can help them out yes. there wow yeah, wow. yeah. and i mentioned you said you took your you do take your basal body temperature and there's uh -huh. a lot of a lot of information that can be translated from that into the Chinese medicine pattern diagnosis. So depending on how, you know, if their temp's low in the beginning of the cycle, what we need to do to get it higher or if the spike isn't happening quick or if, yeah. the, the, if the spike takes a long time to happen yeah. or if it drops down too quick, those yeah. all mean different things. Oh, so. okay. That's so interesting yeah. you said because I, ha I feel like, and I haven't, um, I've gotten now to this point where I'm like, I just kind of know so I moved away from like being so diligent about taking it. Right. But I'm going to start again just because I'm interested to to see like what the shift in like my eating and my strength training recently, like if anything is looks a little different. But I had noticed for a while that I wasn't getting like a big spike. Yeah. I was getting, it was like more Step, gradual. Stepping. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I was like, what's going on? What's yeah. happening there? You know, yeah. I don't know. Like right. there's really. Right. So that like translates to different patterns. Yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. Interesting. No, I think I'm going to start just um, kind of being more diligent about that again yeah just for pure curiosity right it's pretty it all it does amaze me that um doctors don't really do much with it when i know it's crazy they're when like I, yeah i mean i met with a, a a woman that does some integrative health uh coaching i don't know if you evie takas mm -mm. she's um up in mason too and she has like her own practice and She's had a lot of like healing from like thyroid and gut issues. Mm -hmm. And um, she kind of introduced me to that. And I like took her out for coffee one day. I'm like, can you just tell, show me how, like, I don't, how do you do this? Like, right. why, is, right. why can no one just tell right. me this? And like, what's it mean? And how do I track it? And like all that. And it, it's so, there's so much information in it that it's yeah. crazy that it just sort of like. But eh. it's not as complicated. Like initially when I was hearing it, I'm like, oh my God, that sounds so complicated. Right. And well, like, so especially now that with the apps everybody yes. has, you just right. put the temperature in it. Right. And Every it crafts it for you. And yeah. 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 Um, and then I would say I see a lot of people for anxiety just that and yes. then their sleep is a mess or they're just, you know, so I, I, I like those, those cases a lot because, again, we go back to that. That's getting more into that psycho spiritual connection. And I feel like sometimes those people are just off center and they need to kind right. of come back to themselves right. and right. give themselves permission to do that, because especially women are just living their lives as a, the roles of all the things that they right. have to take care of and they're just they're not really connected to their self no, very much there's so, so many other things that they think they have to do or be or yeah tend to yeah no i feel that for sure so what does your self-care fitness routine look like now personally for you like how do you how do you take care of yourself today um i try to do yoga 
uh, like two to three times a week. It yeah. just depends on the week. I still see my trainer once a week. And you do strength training with him? Yeah. Yeah. He he's he'd be someone uh, interesting to interview. He is. He's What's like his last name? Hostetler. Josh okay. Hostetler. Okay. He's out in um like Blue Ash area. Okay. Um, kind of like a savant brain for how the body moves. Just Ooh, very yeah. I like, love that. Just comes up with no two days are ever the same yeah yes you're doing strength training but it may not look like what you think of strength training so it like yesterday i was or mon- yeah monday i was there and i was doing work on a balance beam carrying a sandbag and then like oh yeah that would be really difficult yeah. balance but just and- so he's always he's taking ways to get you to connect you know full body movement and what like what things might be off like my left hip has been bothering me so mm-hmm. like okay how are we how are we resetting the hips by doing this movement so it's all very cool. getting all the parts to click and work together and the parts that are being lazy how to get them to wake up yeah. so that when you just when you start to feel a little strong he'll like make you do something that you're like i can't yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can't do that he's yeah. like yeah so nice dose of humble pie yeah, right there always he said something to me yesterday he was like that was looking pretty graceful. I was like, what? <laughs> Don't worry, we'll be on your back. <laughs> yeah. Like one day I was in there, he was having me roll from my back to my front and then back again. So it's a very hard thing. Mm-hmm. It's hard to describe. At the same time, there was an Olympic lifting team practicing. And I was like, wonderful. Can you give me something like a little and, more right. that looks a little and more you- challenging? <laughs> I'm like a dead like seal a over poly, here yeah. and they're lifting like 500 pounds over there just looking at me like mm. get it girl yeah. yeah yeah and then I lift on my own maybe maybe one day a week mm-hmm. at any time so yeah I try to keep try to keep it to about five days a week at yeah. least if I can of doing something or uh-huh. taking a walk or something like that yeah yeah um any self-care yeah. things or anything any like what is it that you gravitate towards that you're like, this is me like really making sure I'm like set for me. Um, I do m- like in the morning, I have like my little meditation moment oh, in the, yeah. in the shower. Oh that's, yeah. That's, that's my, great. Yeah. Where I kind of connect to highest self, sort of bringing that light into yeah. my body, running it through my chakras, grounding to the earth. And that's like, and you know, taking a few breaths and whatnot and setting my intention for the day. That's, that's a, most most mornings like my start um yes, and then when i, I when i'm not doing that i know i'm Feel, off yeah i'm left of center and yeah. when i'm like oh yeah i gotta go back to that and then it, it's like my reset isn't that so funny yeah what, like routine does yeah. for us and just that taking that moment to be self-aware and mm-hmm. connect and not just like you start and go into your day and yeah you're just an autopilot um i see a psychologist that um is also one of the most amazing humans I've ever met. Yeah. And if she, if I hadn't seen her before I was diagnosed, like, I don't know, oh. like she just was amazing. She also, um, uh, she's a, um, Western trained psychologist, but she mm. uses a lot of esoteric, a lot of energy work, a lot of chakra work and stuff in her I practice. Know, we haven't so. even talked about chakras. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to save that conversation. Oh my I know gosh. we could be here a while. <laughs> um, and you know, just, I'm not a big journaler. I'm more of a like when the moment hits me, yeah. like writing stuff down. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. Yeah. No, those are great. I, I get yeah, acupuncture are... or get yeah. massage. I get massages once a month or oh, stuff like nice. that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, those and are just wonderful. eating to fuel me. 
I I'm on like a trying to whittle down my supplement regimen to like mm. bare bones and trying to get everything more from my foods because I I feel like I turn into a pill popper of supplements supplement junkie a yeah, little bit. Yeah, so it's easy to like reach. You see my the... kitchen and it's like Jesus yeah. woman. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you I'll show you our cabinet above the sink when we're done recording. Yeah. Here. <laughs> we're, my, my you're like oh if tendency. i could take something for that right like, right i take it right. yeah my husband has a tendency to get kind of crazy about this yeah he like here's one right you're thing. like oh like, add that in thing. right yeah <laughs> yes so I've, I've i've been doing that a little bit so i'm trying to whittle stuff down to reduce that a little yeah. bit yeah well with all of this ali what does being fit mean mm. to you the magic question the very yeah. magic one <laughs> I've rolled that around in my head because I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, <laughs> it's interesting how that has changed over, you know, changes for you over time. Yes. And um, like, I don't consider myself like, I guess I always, I think of like someone who's quote fit being like s super muscly and like sure. in a fitness magazine or whatever. Sure. But I think for me now, like I don't have the, I want to look a certain way thing or I want to, like I was wanting to lift a certain amount or I like wanting to nail my head, I get a headstand, I got yes. a headstand, I want to get handstand, like these goal things. Yeah. And now I'm like, if I'm moving my body more days sure. than I'm not, because I know I feel better, that that is like what fitness should be. Yeah. And, and it that's like an attainable thing for people to wrap their head around mm -hmm. and not this like out of reach goal of what yeah. they want to achieve. But it's like, if, if you're if you know that your body feels good moving, whatever that is, yep. that should be what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that should be fitness. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I love that. And I think I was talking to Dr. Oakley about this, this idea of like right now I have a big performance based goal, right? It's great. I'm in a position in my life where I can put the time, I have the energy, I have the mental space, I have the means to like work. Not everyone is going to be able to like have a huge goal they're working right. towards all the time. Right. Like I don't right. think that's realistic and it's fine. And it doesn't like devalue your wellness or your fitness if you don't have some huge big thing that you're working right. towards. Like it can be as great as like, yes, I'm just going to move my body today. Like right. that's admirable. Because you great. feel good. Doing yeah. It. And, yeah. And in yeah. those like the, you know, reaching a PR and all those things can can come and go. Sure. But they can keep people motivated to yeah. like keep working on it. But a lot of entry entry into fitness yeah. are people are that's like it's so far off and, and even like oh i have to lose 50 pounds that can be almost like stress you out it's like totally wait whether or not you want to lose 50 pounds like but don't you feel better because yeah, you're doing focus this on the feeling yeah like you know your body feels better after yeah. doing that so yeah. no yeah. totally Oh, couldn't agree more. Thank you so much You're for welcome. this. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Wonderful. It was so fun. I can't yeah. wait to go back and listen to and like digest <laughs> even more. It was so great. There's Where can people follow you, get in touch if they're interested in acupuncture, okay. anything to connect with you? My website is allytreby.com. A-L-O-Y-T-R-E-B-B-I. Mm -hmm. Yep. We'll link that. Um, and then I'm on Instagram, allie.in.life. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Great. And I'm going to hit you up for that. Yeah, we're going to do a session of the yoga class. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. I can't <laughs> wait for that. Listeners follow me at Chrissy Grody. It's where the good stuff happens. Check out workouts, my self-care, my walks, follow at the fit podcast for episode info, special events. If you're interested in advertising with what the fit, send me an email, what the fit podcast at gmail.com or DM me loving the podcast. Please share, spread the word. 
And thank you so much for listening. Love you.